when you say you got yourself into debt, like, are we talking like thousands, tens of thousands? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very open with this. So I got myself to about £15,000 worth of debt. So okay. this was using credit cards. I had oh to, I was, yeah. <laughs> I <would say laughs> I, I listen, I identify with this. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect. My name is Rina, aka Mummy Imperfect, and each and every week I bring you an episode of this podcast where I delve into different aspects of womanhood. So I speak to fierce and fabulous females, I celebrate the game changers, and I salute those everyday sheroes who are changing the world one bit at a time. In this episode, I am talking about one of my favourite subjects, fashion and shopping, and one of my not-so-favourite subjects, saving money. Can you love doing both things at the same time? Is it possible to look good for less? And can you enjoy fashion without going broke? So my guest this episode can help answer those questions. Theodora is a fashion lover who is trying to help people enjoy fashion in a way that doesn't damage their finances. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Mummy and Perfect, Thea. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's good to, to have you. So, and especially like from one reformed shopaholic to another, because you are a reformed shopaholic, right? I am. I definitely am. <laughs> so just just tell me a little bit about that like did you at the time think oh my god I'm a shopaholic I need to stop this what happened yes yes so um I got myself into trouble big trouble financially just through shopping and I think I wanted to be just like the people that I saw on Instagram and on TV I was I was like I want to have this fabulous amazing style and in my mind the way to do that was to buy the clothes so if I I felt like if I looked like I was rich and fabulous I would become rich and fabulous Probably not the right way round, but um, that's what I had in mind. So I went shopping, I bought, you know, I tried to be on trend, tried to buy whatever I could. And I ended up getting myself into debt, which ended up becoming very, very big and very overwhelming for me. And I got to a point where I realised that I couldn't, I just couldn't continue. I couldn't continue doing what I was doing and... Um, getting myself into more and more debt and I think it, it just became a light bulb moment where I needed to just change what I was doing completely stop shopping completely stop overspending and I went on a journey to find out about how to get back in control of my finances what to do with that how I could possibly hopefully still enjoy fashion while doing um, while maintaining good finances and in the process turn my finances around and I've now got a more sustainable way of enjoying fashion and enjoying style and it to, to mm. yeah this has definitely definitely been life-changing <laughs> okay um I mean when you say you got yourself into debt like are we talking like thousands tens of thousands 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm very open with this. So I got myself to about £15,000 worth of debt. So okay. and this was using credit cards. I had, oh so I would, yeah, <laughs> I would no, say. I, I listen, I identify with this. I, Do you? Yeah, trust me, trust me. I, well, anyway, you talk about yourself first and I'll let you know what happened to me. <laughs> oh, so I think after I came out of uni, I got a job, you know, I was looking for work, to, um, a job to have, sorry. And I was also, you, you come out of uni with your student student loan, you come out of uni with some overdraft. And because the overdraft are at 0%, you think, mm. oh, don't worry, I'll pay it back. And um, around that time, you start to get letters in the post with credit cards. And these credit cards will be at 0% as well, meaning that you don't have to pay interest and you get a maybe about 18 months where you can use the money, you can spend as you wish and you'll be able to pay it back. So I thought, oh yeah, I'm just going to be able to pay this back. It's fine. I'll get the money later. And so I started to spend, I started to spend, the limit will go up a little bit. I started to spend and what credit cards companies do is when they see that you're spending well, they increase your limit. (laughs) And so my limit would go up and I was like, oh, I have even more to spend. And in the back of my mind, I still had this thought that, I will be able to pay it off later. Don't worry, I'll have enough money to pay it off. By the time the interest rate um, zero, at 0% ended, guess who is in a lot of debt and is not able to pay it off? Yeah, that was me. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to do this. And the, my job situation didn't keep up with my spending. I didn't have the money to be able to pay it off. I, you know, I, I wasn't in financially in a good position. And so, um, yeah, that, that's, how I got to, that's how I got into debt. And it was very eye-opening for me. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, that is taking me back. That is taking me back because I totally identify with that. Like, I was in a, a slightly less debt, I think, but still a lot, a lot, you know, okay. thousands of pounds of debt. Mm. And mine started at university, funnily enough, like, not after yep. I finished, but I should have been eating beans on toast at uni and going to, <laughs> uh, you know, like, the charity shops. That's the life I should have yeah. been living of a student, sustainable student yeah. life. What I was doing was going, oh my God, an interest-free overdraft. I've never had nice clothes in my life. This is my chance to buy Ralph Lauren jumpers from House of Fraser for no good reason. Oh my Um, gosh, you know, I'll just, uh, who wants to cook at home? I'll go with my friends, who by the way, my friends actually could afford this because their parents used to give them money. My parents couldn't give me that money. So I was, all mine was credit cards (laughs) and overdrafts, right? So I was like, oh, let's go out for dinner, you know. Um... Even if it's like little Nando's here, Pizza Express and whatever, it that adds up, okay? So that's yeah, what I yeah, was doing. I couldn't, trust me, I couldn't afford any of it. I couldn't afford any of it. I even had like part-time jobs as well, but I think I was just spending so much and, and got hooked into this interest-free overdraft. You know, um, then when I graduated, I think I got a graduate loan. And well, then yep. A couple Same. of credit cards, you know, and it was like, I, I basically, because I was so used to living outside of my means you know I moved from Coventry which is my hometown to London and into a one-bedroom flat that I couldn't afford I should have been really having like a little room in somebody's house and renting that but I I moved into this flat I couldn't afford the bills I couldn't afford it but I was like oh I'm gonna get this I'm gonna have this and again every month I was I couldn't I was yeah I was just it just built up the debt and um it taught me Till I was um, in my 
early 30s i think after having two kids to get out of debt it took that long to get out of debt and and i wouldn't i wouldn't wish that on anyone because that's not nice like who wants to be having kids and you still got debts like you know it's just not what you want to do i understand i i I completely and 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 what you said about uni and it being the place where you um, started this journey. I think I think it do, it does happen because my university was right next to Oxford Street, and I could go there. That was my that was my playground. That's the place I could go every at lunchtime. And just like you, I also had a job. So it's really interesting that even even people who have jobs who even you know we don't have that financial understanding. We just learn. Oh, I've got a job. I get money. I have to spend it. And it, then it just it just snowballs from there. It does. It does. And I didn't have Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of thing, you know, when I was at uni. And I think if I had, oh, my God, I would have been even more crazy. I would have looked at this and been like, oh, my God, you know, this is what I aspire to. Because there was nobody to look at, really, you know, because I'm about, yeah. uh, I'm a, a few years older than you. So that wasn't there then, you know, and... I, I don't even know what I would have been like if I was able to see all this stuff and influences and stuff. What would have been mind-blowing? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think I've just missed it because I'm so grateful that, um, yeah, I, I just missed this era of being fully immersed in social media and Instagram. Had, had that been so big? Because I think it started around... When did Instagram start? Maybe about twenty ten, and that's when I just graduated. So I I was doing all this based on what I would see in magazines and what I would see from TV and, and things like that. Whereas yeah. if I had been a little bit younger and very very into social media, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know where I'd be, and that's why I'm so passionate at the moment about. Um, you know, talking to people, especially younger women and people our age as well, because I, just like you said, you get into your thirties and you're still in the depth from your twenties. So I I know so many people in this, in this position. So I, but I have a heart for talking to younger people and trying to be, trying to help them and say, please, please, please understand what you're doing, understand what you're getting into. Don't let this whole glamorous influencer lifestyle uh, get you because you are the one who is going to be in debt and you're going to be the only one to get yourself out. They're not going to help you. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, you really, I really want people to understand what, what they're doing with their finances. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think um, we're talking about fashion, right? Because, you know, you obviously look glamorous. I've, I've seen your social media posts right now, you know. Thank you. You're looking Thank you so much. on point, okay? Um. I love fashion and I, I still like looking good. You know, I have slightly less time to do that for myself now because I'm a, a mom of three. But still, I'm like, you know, I like to look good. Um, yeah. And not that I try and keep up with trends because I kind of do my own thing. But I think fashion is important and it's a way of expressing yourself and stuff. Mm. So it's one of the things that I, I really love. Um, now, let's just talk about how we can be... Um, not necessarily on trend, but look good without having to break the bank. Yeah. yeah. So I, this was a key thing for me because I was struggling. I, I, I still love fashion. Yes, I, I changed my finances around, but I was like, I still want, I still have this part of me that still wants these, these things and to look nice and to, how, and how can I do that without 
without um, messing up myself financially. And on my journey, on my finance journey, I came across the concept of minimalism. And now when we think of minimalism, we're actually always, we, a lot of the times we think bare walls, yeah. clean lines, very chic, very sleek. But the, the real essence of minimalism and the real concept of it is to just be having things around you that you value. It's a value-based way of living. And so when I saw that, I thought, wow, this this is the way to go forward. It's to look at the things that you have around you. And even when it comes to fashion, to think, what do I really love? What are the things that I really love? Do I look amazing? Is this an item that looks amazing on me that I feel absolutely great in and, you know, will be quality, will last me for a lot for a long time? Those are the things to focus on when you're thinking about fashion and to focus more on your style, more on the way that you want to express yourself and you want to present yourself to the world rather than trends and a lot of us get caught up in trends oh I need this new shoe and this new bag and then you find next year you're not wearing it or it's the back of your wardrobe and if we focus more on our style and how we want to express ourselves we feel less compelled to um we feel less compelled to tap into the trend of the moment Mm -hmm. if that trend does happen to fit into our style that's fine you can get one or two things that will fit but most if we go for a value-based approach where we're thinking about oh does this thing really spark joy as Marie Kondo said there's a book I read called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo Mm -hmm. and she talks about things that spark joy in your life and that's not just to do with fashion but everything everything in your environment everything that you do if you look for the things that really bring you value really bring you joy that will make your life so much richer and so applying that to a fashion context of I really love this particular outfit or this item and it's really going to be something that I'm going to wear. It's going to be something that I feel great in. It's going to be something that I, you know, use for a long time. You'll find that over time you don't actually spend as much as you used to when you were just buying any and everything. Oh, the che- oh it's cheap. It's on sale. It's, on, you know, it's, it's two for five pounds. Let me buy it. <laughs> you know, you're not going to do that anymore because when you look at that, you think, do I really like it? It makes you, it just makes you stop and think, do I really like this? Do I really feel great in this? Do I, will I really use this? And so I think doing that definitely helps. It really helps when it comes to, to, to marrying, having great finances with, with enjoying fashion and style at the same time. Mm. I think, um, I went through a phase when I was like, bye, bye, bye. When I was like this, with money that wasn't my own yep. right um, <laughs> yes. just getting anything or, or quantity it was about quantity but now yes I think, quantity um, that's it yeah so now I'm like if I want to buy a top for example does this do anything for me does this top yeah. do anything for me does it does it uh accentuate my figure is the color gonna make me look radiant like you know is it is a quality good that it's 100%. gonna keep me warm like that it's gonna last and not get all bobbly if it's a sweater for example yes that is what i think about um or, or i guess does it go with stuff because i'm not going to go and buy loads of new yes outfits, right? oh yeah that's that's a key one that is a key one um so i mean what advice would you give to people like when they are, do go shopping um so i think i have questions that i think it's always great to run through and you've you've mentioned some of them already mm. so does this go with my wardrobe does this go with what i already have and sometimes you're not able to see that in the moment so i even if you buy the item take it back 
try on try and see if you can make at least three outfits with mm. what you're wearing it might not work with everything for example occasion wear you're not going to yeah. make three outfits out of your occasion wear but at least you know you m- m- your your day-to-day wardrobe mm-hmm. you want to see that it 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 works and it and you can use your items in multiple ways um i would say make sure that you you love the item on you so when you put it on and you 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 look at yourself and you just think i feel really really great in this item if you don't take it back because you won't you just won't wear it as much as you think you will you won't wear it so to focus on the color to focus on the fit to focus on the fabric it's made of so you look for quality rather than cheaper items um i always say to wait as well if there's something you have in mind that you want to get and you know oh you haven't seen it for a while but you're at the moment maybe there's a a duplicate there's a kind of cheaper knockoff it you know that's trending at the moment don't don't buy it just wait and get the one that you really want because ultimately you'll be much happier to have that and it will last you longer and you'll feel better in it and um i think there was oh just the cost per wear as well so cost per wear is when you're looking at how much does this item cost versus how much am i going to wear it and if you know that the item that you're getting you wear it a lot even if it is expensive up front over time it will end up becoming really good value for money because something that i bought for 100 pounds <clears throat> and i've worn 200 times I've really, really got good use out of that compared to something that I bought for £100 and only used once. And that's and I left it in my wardrobe because it didn't feel that mm-hmm. great on me. So, yeah. Mm. No, no, that is... They're really, really good things to think about, I think. Sometimes, I think, there are a lot of people who don't like being seen in the same thing twice. And especially... I mean, occasions <laughs> yes. where, you know, okay, I understand you're going to events, it might be the same people there and stuff. I would still say wear those mm. things to other occasions right but now the thing is like you're saying this social yeah. media thing or even it's not even about social media but it's about people that see you okay so if you're going to put a picture of yourself up on social media you want to be wearing different mm. things right you don't want to be in the same top all the time or if you're seeing yeah. people you know yeah. you want to i guess look like you've actually got more clothes <laughs> so what, i mean what yeah, would you say to people like that? I think just own it. I think that's the great thing about um, social media or what was the great thing when we first started social media was authenticity. And I think the the whole imagery and, you know, you have to wear something new, trying to look like celebrities. We need to let go of that. We need to own it and say, look, I know that you've seen this item three times, but I actually love it. I want to wear this item again and again, and I'm going to show it to you for the fifth time. (laughs) I'm going to take a picture. And then also knowing how to style your item in new ways, that as well can be really great. So I've got this top. Yes, you've seen me wear it with a skirt, but here you see me wearing it with trousers. And I'm wearing this top because I like it and it looks good on me and I feel great in it. So owning it, I would say just own the fact that you have you know, you're using your items and it's it's thinking about slower fashion than um, fast fashion. So being somebody who's mm. more of a slow fashion um, champion <laughs> and just saying, you know, I, I can wear this. If somebody like Kate Middleton 
wears a jacket twice or she's she has some shoes that i'm sure we've seen very many times i think there were these lk bennett ones if the whole a whole princess of the uk can wear her items twice, why can't you you know we don't have to be living this celebrity lifestyle and even celebrities the reason they're able to wear different clothes is because somebody is is sourcing it for them and maybe they just rented it or just trying it on for the day they don't actually own all these clothes so i think having that awareness and that understanding goes goes mm. a long way but i would definitely say to people if you want to wear your items wear them and be proud no, of absolutely. it <laughs> like these days i feel like i've got more respect for people who reuse things they reinvent their clothes and you do see them wearing the same things yeah. differently and i i actually made it a point to um wear this dress like I went to a friend's wedding right and I wore this dress which I actually got from next and it was on sale and this was back in the day when I was actually I think I was I was at uni yeah I was at uni and I saw it in the changing rooms and I hid it for myself I was like oh my god I don't want anyone to have this dress and I I literally was like oh I love that stupid like 12 pounds or something on sale but it's a nice formal dress and it's like red brocade and I've never seen it anywhere else right so that dress I wore to my graduation ball. I worn to loads of other things uh, on just random nights out. I think my mum's even borrowed it, like, back in the day. And then um, <laughs> I wore it to this wedding. And I was like, oh, first of all, I'm happy that I can get into it, right, 20 years later. Mm. And then I was like, I am going to make a point of saying, I have this dress. I've had it for 20 years. I'm wearing it again. Yeah. I'm reusing. I'm not going to bin these things. They're nice things, mm. you know it's okay That's so it. and yeah and I was I was happy with that I was proud of it I was like yes I'm wearing this again after 20 years I think I think it's great I think and I wish there was a way that we could find to um repurpose even occasion wear. I've seen some people yeah. who they find a way to maybe even repurpose their wedding dress because wedding dresses are some of the things that get worn it's so expensive mm. get only worn once and you're like, how do I, how can I use this? So getting a lot of separates works, even for occasion wear, you can get um, separates that you can now wear, maybe the skirt with something else or the top mm. with something else. And I try to do that a lot more. But even if you have a gown, um, you can take it to the tailors. Perhaps they can, you know, when you have a long flowy gown, they could probably cut it. Now you have a shorter dress. So there are ways of repurposing the items yeah. that we use. And, you know, it, I, I, th- I think what, you, what you've what you done is, is great. It's just lovely to have a dress that you can wear so many mm. times. The repurposing thing is, is really, really good, actually. And I think, um, like, the, in the last episode, right, I was talking to two of my friends who um, come on at the end of every month. We have this panel, we talk about different things. And so we were talking about the uh, Indian weddings, right? And, you know, you must know Indian people are obsessed with weddings, right? And then we have to have all these outfits and there's, like, a million different <laughs> so functions. So beautiful they are. They are, but that's the thing is, like, one of my friends was saying she's she buys a whole new wardrobe. These are very expensive things, Right. You know, and they're all things that are on trend and they're, she doesn't want to wear them to the same things with all the same people there and stuff. And um, I, what I now do and what um, one of my sisters does as well, our grandma's saris, which are pure silk, they're very expensive. Like, you know, those evergreen items that they're old, they're from like the 1950s or whatever, but they are very, they're like regal. They're so nice. The silk is amazing. So we just get those out and we wear it with a, a sari blouse which is a bit more 
sexy like backless strapless kind of a blouse just to kind of bring it into the modern <laughs> era but that is a uh, the vibe yeah. that we are going for at the moment and I, I like it I love that I love that that is great I think I think it's so good and because they will be made of such quality as well so you're wearing something you're wearing yeah, something with are. a little bit of history and it looks great and it looks modern and it's likely that other people won't be wearing it and it's it's interesting that you talk about Indian weddings mm. because Nigerian weddings are similar so I'm Nigerian and we have really big weddings I've been and, to one I've been yeah. amazing <laughs> and part of the Nigerian culture is for the bride or the groom that everybody t- they give the their guests a material so usually usually your family and your close friends they give you material to sew new clothes and that material just signifies that you are part of the family that you're a close person but the problem is when you go to many many Nigerian weddings you have to sew a new item every time and doing this can cost you know can cost about 100 to 200 pounds depending on depending on how much the material is you have to still go and get it sewn you want to come out with this new fabulous outfit so that everyone can see you and people have the same colors so you, you might have worn blue to one wedding and you wear blue to another wedding but you're still getting a new outfit because they have they have a different type of blue and i think just re- reclaiming your time and saying no no you know what i love the fact that you have this material and I do want to support you but I'm I'm not buying any I'm not buying it anymore I went to five weddings I think in one year and I had to sew so much and I was just thinking if I was if I had just bought a dress and I just worn it a few times I would have been fine this was too it's too expensive so sometimes trying to keep up <laughs> with tradition can be can be uh, difficult as well and you yes. have to put limits on do you know what um I went to a Nigerian wedding, the one Nigerian wedding I've been to, mine and my husband's friends. And, oh my God, I was literally in awe of all those outfits. I was like, wow, this is next level. Like, absolutely loved it. But yeah, I can understand it would be expensive. And also, um, there was this, um, a woman called Arese, and she's been on this podcast before. Um, So I call her the Smart Money Woman because she has a book called The Smart Money Woman. And she's actually based in Nigeria. So she, I kind of, um, got to know who she is because she went to the same uni as me oh, after nice. business school but anyway so I think um, you'd probably be interested to to um, either read her book and yes in I a, would it's I a, a series would. now which is going to be on Netflix soon oh wow that's amazing so, so it's all it's it's yeah um, <laughs> it's uh, based in uh, Lagos and anyway she in the book writes about this about all these weddings and she's having to buy the different outfits mm. and also she was a working person who got into debt as well, like the main okay. character in this book, which is based on her. So, so yeah, so I, I, I was kind of aware about the how expensive <laughs> it can be for guests. You know, because yes. I mean? we think, oh, it's all about the bride and groom. No. They're shelling out this money. No, to be a guest is damn expensive. It is expensive, expensive to be a guest, right? 100%. <laughs> um, I think they're so, thinking, if we're going to spend on our wedding, you're <laughs> going to spend on our wedding too. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so let's talk about um, <laughs> style icons. Um, who do you kind of see as a style icon? Oh. Which, is there a woman that you kind of think, you know what, I just love her look? Oh, you're asking me about one person. I have, I have quite a lot of... Oh, um, a few. Quite a few, yeah. yeah, I have quite a few influences. I think um, starting from when I was younger <laughs> and my, my first, I, I think my first initial style icon was Cher from Clueless. 
<laughs> that was my initial. <laughs> I loved her preppy style. She looked fabulous. I remember trying to copy, and I think this might have been where my whole trying to copy what people were doing. I can from. see this in you. <laughs> yeah. though. When I look at your pictures and I'm looking at you, I can see this in you. This preppy kind of, you know, yeah, it was chef and clueless. As I got older, that 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 um translated into in a in a more modern TV show that would be Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl. <laughs> so um, I think I've had some TV influences. I I love the kind of vintage um, icons. So Sophia Loren, Grace Kelly, Marilyn Monroe, Bridget Bardot. I love that that kind of very mm-hmm. womanly, feminine figure, and they're very classy. But I'd say for modern day, I think my in terms of a woman that I love, love, love her style, it's Tracy Ellis Ross. I think she just looks fabulous yes. all the time. She is so creative and she really just owns herself. And she's so, um, you know, she's just like this strong, independent woman, but she looks fabulous and she looks well put together, but she's creative and fashion forward. So I really enjoy seeing what she what she's wearing. And um, she, yeah, she, she's somebody that I, I love as well. And I have a few maybe social media influencers that I love as well. I think there's this Italian lady called Diletta Amenta that I just absolutely love her style. So yeah, I've got, I've got quite a few, but I'd say my, my big one is Tracy. <laughs> out of, out of those, I would say Tracy Ellis Ross is, um, I, I also would say that she is a style icon of mine as well, because even when I used to watch Blackish, like, the one of the the reasons was her outfit yeah. oh, um, or you know her lipstick shades or whatever just i i just love it because you know that she i think she was playful with it as yes. well yes yes she know? is um and also i'm quite a fan of trainers as well <laughs> and so you know the way that she used to put trainers with dresses and stuff so um so yes yeah um are you um are you a fan of secondhand shops and vintage and that kind of thing like, where's your favorite I... places to shop so I am, that is still something that I, I don't actually shop vintage shops, but I know the value in shopping secondhand and re, finding um, repurposed items. Because especially in terms of environmental impact, sustainability, you know, mm. being able to do, being able to shop there mm. is, is, is great. And it's great for your finances and you find some gems that you definitely know nobody else will have. Yeah. So especially if you're going for vintage items. Um, so I don't shop in there yet. But it's something that I would love to be able to do. I think I'm still trying to find my find my way. Um, in terms of sorry, what was your second the second part of your question? Um, yeah. So where do you where do you like to oh, shop? Like where do you think is good value for money? Where do I think? Um, I am now trying to. So I I actually shop everywhere. But um, so I can still shop mm. in high street shops, you know, Zara and River Island all the way to I, I don't really buy design at the moment. So but all the way to I would I would still shop, you know, all the way to like your Chanel's and your Dior's and whatever. But um, yeah. I think for me, I'm more in that kind of mid range so Ted Baker um Mm-hmm. Reese, I, I, I'm mainly looking for quality. So a lot of the brands that I like are actually they're not big high street brands. They might be people I've seen on you on not YouTube on Instagram or small small brands from abroad. But I'm just looking for one items that fit the style that I want, and I know that there are it's it's not many shops 
I, I can't get the star that I want from a single shop. So I'm always looking at different places and mm. um, I'm looking for quality. So at the end, I'm looking for quality. I try to look for what the materials are made of, try to look for more natural fibres as well. So um, I, I, I shop in a lot of places. I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't say I have a specific, specific place at the moment, but um, yeah. <laughs> I also think it's good to be open-minded like with where you shop as well because I you know I have certain shops and brands that I like but then it's like I've found some really surprisingly good and good quality and stylish things that like Matalan for example like I've got this one like it's like an ethnic wear jacket it's got little mirrors on it everyone's like oh my god where is that from is it from monsoon I'm like it's from Matalan and it wasn't very expensive even this top so basically I, I really love like uh, white polka dot stuff. Oh, so, so do I. I in... <laughs> it's just something about it. it, I just love it. So there's something. Um, there was a top exactly like this in River Island for thirty six pound, and then this was like ten pound from Matalan. It was basically the exactly same. the same thing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, do you know what? I'm just gonna go for this one instead, yeah. which is yeah. ten pounds. And I've like I've got a denim jumpsuit from there, which I've literally worn about a hundred times or more. But I'm just saying, I don't know, like. You know, it's just one of those surprising places yeah. which I'm like, I can't believe that there you find some gems in there. I mean, I'm a big fan of River Island as well, but then sometimes you'll get the most basic things, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think what you're what you're saying is is completely right. It's just to be open minded. I still go to Primark sometimes. Like I know that there will be something in Primark yes. that I can find. You know, even the market. A lot of the times we're like we've shunned the markets for for um you know normal high street shops but that i can find, actually i think what i'm wearing right now i got from a market and i've worn it so many times and it's so comfortable so mm. you can yeah you can find things anywhere everywhere as long as you are not overspending and and you know that it's good it's something that you will wear something that you would get joy from mm. I, I yeah i think definitely be open-minded um, i love primark by the way and i i feel like um for me this whole fast fashion thing is quite a big thing that i'm mm. thinking of now because um earlier this year i did a podcast about fast fashion and okay. the damage that it's doing on the environment yes and yes. how should we really should be buying organic cotton yeah and and getting and exactly what you're saying so get less things but quality things yeah. no yeah. none of this throwaway stuff and even in primark though the things that i'm getting and looking at like i, I bought like a pjs for my little girl and it was organic cotton and it was actually really good quality. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, at least this is organic yeah. cotton at least, yeah. right? So it's a bit better for people who've actually produced <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, you know, I know it's Primark, but still I know that it's a bit better for the environment as well. So that this is, it's just a thing that's on my mind right now as well. Um, okay, so just going back no, to that, Primark. That's, that's something that I... Um, Sorry, I was going to say, that's something that I agree with, actually. Exactly what you've done, I agree with. So when you're going into places like Primark or, you know, look look for the best quality that they have to offer. So if you do, if you can find things that are organic cotton in Primark, win-win. Mm. You've got something good quality fibre and it's cheap. So, you know, it's, it's good for your pocket. And I think having that mindset, how can I, how can I do things that are more sustainable for the environment, yet still you have to balance things you have to balance things you're not going to be able to 100% change things around and okay I'm only ever buying organic cotton and I'm going for the most expensive things no you have to work your way to to a point where you're now maybe spending more 
I don't know, quality shops, but you can find good quality stuff in, in um, cheaper shops. Mm. So TK Maxx as well, yeah. that's a great place to shop. You know, yeah, and Matin, as you said, so it just it's just been a bit more mindful while we're yeah. shopping. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just quickly going back to finances now, right? How, after you got out of that debt, like what have you learned about money and making your money work for you? How did you get out of that, by oh. the way, first of all? How oh, did you, so much. <laughs> how did you get out of that much debt? And how long did it take you? Okay. Um, so I would say it took me about ooh, maybe four or five years. Actually, it took me a long time to get to get out of debt. But what happened was, so I started to research. I was just like, I can't be in debt anymore. And my first thing was I stopped shopping. Just stop. Just like, I can't stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to put this credit card away. I'm going to chuck it. I'm going to rip it. I'm going to, I even cut it up. I think I cut it up so that I couldn't spend on it anymore. And then I started to read and search on YouTube about how do I get out of debt? What do I do? And I came across lots of different bits of information. And I think the one key one that stuck with me was from a guy called Dave Ramsey. And he talked about these different methods of getting out of debt. One called the debt avalanche and debt snowball. And I, I use the debt snowball method, which is where you will put your debts in order in ter- from the smallest to the largest. And then you just focus on attacking one debt at a time. And once you've paid off the f- the smallest debt, you take all the money that you were paying off the smallest debt, you put it onto the next one. And so you keep doing that. And after a while, you see that it speeds up. So you, you get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working, so I took... I did extra um, extra work. The money from that work would go to my debt. Um, I the the credit cards that I had that were a bit maybe too expensive in terms of interest. I was able to actually do a balance transfer for some of them. And fortunately for me, I was able to get some money from my dad. He said, "Look, I'll pay off this card, but you still owe me the money. <laughs> so you're not paying the interest." But you still have to owe me. You still need to pay the money, and that helped me a lot because I didn't have a debt that was mm. building and building. It was now back to a zero percent interest, but I was very determined. I'm going to pay him back. I'm going to pay him back, and so I think I just organised, you know, myself in that way, and just was very very focused. And it was it it took a while, and it's something that you have to keep motivating yourself because it taking four to five years to pay off. You know, you're every day you're thinking, oh. Mm. I'm tired. Oh, I could use the money for something else. You know, I I wanted to go on holiday, wasn't able to go on the holidays that I wanted to go on. And it doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy myself in that time. I just maybe I just didn't go out as much and I didn't go on big holidays. I still, you know, went out with my friends, but not as much. So it was just having to hold myself back in some in some ways and this is the problem because when you're there spending you don't realize that it's going to take you another five years to get out of this situation <laughs> and you don't realize that oh and it hurts. you're now going to miss out it hurts a lot a lot and you're going to miss out on some things that you could have done if you just had the money so when you're getting into debt you're taking money from your future self to enjoy yourself now and you don't realize that yourself in the future is going to miss it's going to you know it's going to hurt you it's going to be a pain to you in that in that time because of what you because of your choices now and so yeah I, I changed my budget yep got a new budgeting system as well and I'm self-employed so that was really difficult but I found a budgeting system that works and that's focusing on the essentials first before 
you know, making sure that all your essentials are covered, making sure that your debts are covered, making sure that everything is covered first and whatever is left over, that is what you can now spend on fashion and enjoying yourself and eating out. And I think changing to that system really, really helped me. And it's, it's the same system I'm using till today. So, mm. yeah. Um, did you have your own place at that time or were you able to <laughs> live with family and so I've been I, I was living with family I still I, I still live with them now and I know that that definitely helped me mm. a lot because I know if I'd been renting it would have been such a struggle I do actually pay towards my house bill so it's not like I had completely no yeah. um no expenses at all I still I still pay um to towards the cost of, towards living here so yeah. but it's just it was just far less than it would have been if I had my own place mm. and I think that yeah. definitely definitely played a part in helping me to do that so yeah mm. I, 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 I feel I feel a lot <laughs> for, for people who are renting and, and trying yeah. to, to uh, clear, clear debts because I mean that's a massive chunk of money going on just living mm. you know like it is and I feel like I try to tell my kids even from now and I'm going to continue telling them I don't know if they're going to listen but like you know how people are like oh I'm going to move <laughs> out I'm going to get my own house and stuff I'm going to yeah. be like no you're going to stay home and you're going to please yeah. save because you get a property keep living at home please don't just be on exactly rush to get out you know don't be, rush don't rush invest get a property please um because yes. I, I just think that yes. that is such a such a good investment um yeah but yeah. um and just understanding things as well understanding about money understanding about investment do it while you're at home and you have the time to do it without yes. you know getting getting into trouble it's better to start off on the right foot than to get into trouble and then try to to bring it back it's much easier much much easier yeah, yeah. and i and i think um it's it's very hard to kind of borrow it's very easy to borrow money from places and then difficult when you've got to pay it back you so kind of like you you get amnesia you're like what oh my god yes i have to give this money back this is my money it's like it wasn't yes. your money in the first place like it wasn't your you know, money at all even when um when sometimes when people have borrowed money from me um and then i've been like oh can i kind of have my money back and you feel weird actually saying can i have my money back yeah you feel weird you feel asking, weird right yeah. and then they're yeah. like they get amnesia because they're like, oh, what? You're, oh my God, calm down. Why are you asking me for money? It's like, I'm asking for oh money, money but it's my, like, I get yeah. you. It's so, it's just. <laughs> that was my money. Awkward. I went yeah, for it. <laughs> exactly. But it, but that's what I'm saying. If you're borrowing from the bank or whether you're borrowing from a person, when you have to give it back, it hurts, you know. So, it like, does. now I feel like I don't even want to get things on higher purchase. or I don't even, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like that. you. I'm like you. I'm very much the same. I think I only had, I've only had, I had one credit card. I only just got it um, about two years ago because I missed my flight and I realised how important it was to have an emergency yeah. credit card. But before then, I hadn't had one for about a couple of years, and you know, I got rid of credit cards. No, I don't have any overdrafts. Anything that will just tempt you to just mm-hmm. overspend. You have to. It's learning to live within your means and knowing yourself as well. I think sometimes we give ourselves a bit too much leeway, and we think, oh, it's okay. No, cut off the overdraft. Cut off. Don't have any credit cards. Don't take any any debt on that you really know that you can't manage and try if you are going to take on debt it's to try and prepare beforehand to figure out okay how am I going to pay this back and exactly what you said about um, borrowing money even with that if you lend people money or if they lend you money 
you can put in an agreement. You can put in an agreement, okay, this is how much you're going to pay me back every month or this is how much I'm going to pay you back every month yeah. so that it becomes something that is, you know, it's, it's not something that's up in the air about how do we pay this back and, oh, I don't know whether or not to ask for it back. Once, if you have an agreement from the beginning, those things become much, much easier. Mm. Yeah, it's really good advice. So, Theodora, thank you so much for coming on to the Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect and all your... Amazing uh, tips there. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a great pleasure to talk to you and to, you know, to share. <laughs> no, it's been good. It's been good to speak from one reformed shopaholic to another reformed shopaholic has been nice, you know. Yes. Let's hope we can make more reformed shopaholics. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so where can people find out a little bit more about your fashion tips and finance tips as well? What's your, your um, social media handles? Uh, my social media handle is at Thea X Paris, so T H E A X and then the word Paris. And that's on all platforms, but I'm mainly on Instagram, so that's where I focus most of my most of my time. But I am on Twitter and I think I'm also on Clubhouse, but I'm I'm gonna get there. <laughs> but follow me on Instagram would be the place mm-hmm. to find me. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. Um please do share this episode, share the love, share the tips write a nice review on Apple Podcasts that will help more people discover this podcast and do get in touch mommyimperfect at gmail.com so until next week take care bye, bye. <laughs>